morning. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. We are now joined as we are every Thursday in the 7 o'clock hour by 27, 24, so I can't even speak, 24-7 Sports, Mike Schaefer. Hello, Michael. Uh, maybe it'll rebrand to 27-4 Sports. That'd be kind of <laughs> 27, I think <laughs> off-brand, right? The, the, guess, the offshoot. This so it would be like the... Uh, you know, if there was like a China knockoff version of it, that's what it would yeah, be. The t- basically. 27, 27 4 sports. The yes. guests keep rolling in. Yes. Um, I want to say thanks to Rick Heyman. And yeah. again, thanks to Steve as garage door man. Thanks for yes, listening. He to helped us. to keep the stuff out of his garage. Got the garage Rick's door. garage door. Schaefer just bought a house. Rick's Rick's garage door was, was broken for how long? Like a week and a half. A week and a half. Yeah. Couldn't put it down for a week and a half. <laughs> Steph just going in probably. That's uh, that's tough. I had it the other way last spring where uh, the spring actually broke yep. on the garage door. Yep. And then it wouldn't go back yep. up. Yeah, we had that problem. And there yeah. was like a week where it's like you could tell something wasn't right. <laughs> and I was just telling Shelby, I was like, eh, you know, it's an old garage door. It probably just needs like some grease, you know. Like, <laughs> it's cold. Well, this was right around when probably it was like negative 30. Thirty degrees. Yeah. So yeah. it was last oh, February, geez. the worst and time so, ever. Um, that really accelerated the death of the spring, and so eventually, like it just went out. And I called this company, and they actually came out in like one day. Really, so it, it worked out fantastically for me. Um, unfortunately for Rick, like a week and a, that would a week that would give me a lot of consternation. Um, yeah, how many coyotes came into my garage? Raccoons or? Fox is, is there a, is there a badger in here at all? Fox, badger, possum. Yeah, just I w- take. I want, a, I want a camera on the garage. Say what all came into my garage this week and a half span. You know, we had a possum in our garage for a period of days, and and it would just stay in there. And Trix would work in the garage and not worry about the possum. But she knew it was there. Yeah, because she said, "I ain't going in the garage." Don't they hiss at you? No, not if, if you threaten them. They do, they could. Mm-hmm. If you're in your presence, they might th- they mm-hmm. might hiss. Them. Generally, they just play possum. Yeah. They're not are uh, particularly aggressive animals. No, they're not. No, I had a I had a possum. You've seen our chicken coop, right? You've yeah, seen I, it. I have seen the you chicken. You talk to the chickens. I, I talked to the chickens. They it was listened. very disconcerting they to me, too. Jake did not know I was watching, and I look over, and he's talking to the chickens. Anyway, we had a possum in the chicken coop, and it was – I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble with Pete. I'll – keep this pg um the possum was up on the wiring uh-huh. you know on the fence that that encloses the chicken coop and it was it was you know it was on there and i tricks is like you got to get that possum out of there and i'm like okay um so i went and got the blower the leaf blower and just blew <laughs> it blew <a> pl- <laughs> i blew the i thought that would do it okay D- it didn't the possum just stuck on there I mean, he was just stuck on there. Clutched yeah, tighter. Yeah, he was fine. He pissed he, him off even more. Then I went and got a shovel, and I didn't take full 
swings, but I hit him pretty good. Stayed there. Called animal control after that. <laughs> animal control guy comes in. You know what he does? What? You know what he does? What do you do? Comes in, grabs the possum by the tail, takes it out. You're like, without incident. I should have done that before. Without incident. Yeah. I, I would like to point out that you shouldn't worry about that story with PETA because you have the other one where you took the hammer and you ended an animal's life. <laughs> That's right. And the you mus- told it like muskrat. multiple times on air. <laughs> the muskrat in Columbus. So if PETA was going to come after you, it would have already happened. So I don't think you have to worry about it. It was a dying muskrat. looked at you. It was a dying muskrat. Well, look, you don't have to. In Columbus. And here's what happened. My boss was a hard, hard ass. Can I say hard that? Ass, yeah. Sure. Can I say that on the radio? Hard sure. ass? Um, the, <laughs> it's the fifth time. <laughs> and and uh, Zook, oh, Zook um, you know, he knew I was a tender heart. You know, kind of, yeah, and he yeah. was always trying to tough me up. He was a Marine, and he was always trying to do things to tough me up, make me eat like, um, like um, pep, hot peppers and stuff, just various stuff to toughen me up. Um, <laughs> Did it work? I don't know. And and do you and, feel tougher now? I said, do you feel tougher? And then, so he had the guys gather around this dying muskrat and said, "Simple, you're gonna now you got to hit this thing on the head to put it out of its misery." And and I was like, what? No way. I'm not doing this. He goes, yes, you are. Here's the hammer. And and literally, the guys were gathered around. You know, there's like seven, eight guys I worked with. And they're like, you got to do this. Simple. Were you gotta- they chanting one of us? <laughs> no, no, time? no. They, but they said, you got to do this. You got to do this. And I'll never forget as long as I live. I went to hit the muskrat and it looked at me right as I was hitting it. Like, you really going to do this? Was it a sad, like, cowering look or like yeah, a pissed look? it was like, sad. How dare you It look? was sad. I don't even know why I'm bringing this up because it was, it was sad. It had to happen, though. I mean, it, he, Zook was right. I mean, it, this, this had to happen. I love how often this story comes up. <laughs> it's always worth it every time it comes yeah, up. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, trying to end it by any means. No, it's over. The yeah. story's over. That I was just, the story. I love that you were worried about PETA with the blower and the shovel, and the possum was ultimately fine, but the <laughs> muskrat can't say the same. Well, the muskrat was already dying. Yeah. So I think PETA would say you did the proper thing. Well, I mean. What, what would have been a better option? In Try this, to nurse it in this country. Up. We don't believe in assisted suicide, Steve. So, <laughs> I mean, he's I, got a, he's got a point there, Sip. He's got a point. <laughs> All right, we we better talk about real. Sports. You don't want to talk about Kevorkian, <laughs> no, no, Jack? No, not Jack. <laughs> Is there a Kevorkian that bats clean up for the A's or something? Oh, no. Um. All right, let's talk something else. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions for Schaefer, please call or text 402-464-5685. By the way, this hour is sponsored by Trek CBD. It used to be. <laughs> Two locations in Lincoln. Um, we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, Schaefer, so the Big Ten apparently is looking at eliminating divisions and just going to one conference, no, yeah. no East, no West. I, I would ask you this. What are the pros and what are the cons to that? And what list has more? Um, for me, the pros are I don't think divisions really do a whole lot for you. Um, I, I don't know that you can look at a conference and say that there's one really just even divisions in that major conference. I mean, you don't have it in the SEC. You don't have it in the Big Ten. I don't know. Maybe maybe the ACC if Clemson isn't as good as they have been, but basically if Clemson's on one side of your conference – and Notre Dame isn't in the the conference as a full member, then you don't really have another team that registers at that level. So I 
I understand the idea of them to help divide and make scheduling easier, but it ultimately just sort of creates, I think, bad feelings amongst it. I mean, you would rather be in the SEC East than the SEC West right now. And how many better teams are in the SEC West? Other, I mean, Georgia, I know, just won the national right. championship. But still, yeah. like, they have the path of least resistance For compared sure. to Alabama. No doubt about Because it. they don't have to play Auburn and Mississippi State mm-hmm. and, you know, LSU and Texas A&M. They sometimes have to, but they don't always have to. So I look at it in the Big Ten, and it's just like, to me, if you can eliminate those divisions, you can set it up if you have to have a – which I would eliminate a conference championship too, but I the value of that – has always been somewhat uh, tied to just making more money to the conference and ultimately harms the teams more Lucrative. than it helps. Uh, so, I you know, I'm like a full-on anarchist, I guess, when it comes to this. But uh, assuming you're keeping the conference championships, I'm fine with eliminating the divisions. I, I do think you have to figure out how you protect certain matchups so that they always happen. Um, you know, I had a friend of me, or a friend of mine basically send me He's been like pushing for this for years. He's got like this master spreadsheet of each each Big Ten team would have three guarantees, okay. and then it would, you know, the other five games would shift every year, and you would sort of be able to work a schedule around that math. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't like fully dived into that, but people obviously have. So like, there's there's ways that you can do it. Um, I I would be fine with it, and. You know, I, I get that there's some concern that if you're a Nebraska fan, it's like, oh, no, the Big Ten's going to schedule Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio State and all of these teams. And it's like, they already do that. You're already kind having that. I mean, so what are, you, what are you actually scared of here? The way I think they'd work it, or one suggestion that was in the athletic articles, they would have, you you'd be in pods, I guess. Nebraska would have three regu- standard opponents yeah. every year. So three, like in Iowa, Minnesota, and a Northwest. Yeah, who or would be? Who would? Who, Wisconsin, Wisconsin be who, yeah, who would be the three? I don't standards? know because Wisconsin would have Iowa, Minnesota, and then I think there's probably another matchup that registers. Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, probably as the, much. Might be so. Yeah, Northwestern. Um, you know, and you could have a pot of Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and then they're all guaranteed to play each other. Northwestern, Illinois, and someone else, and then you know you have to make sure that Indiana. Uh, well, you could do Northwestern, Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, and then they, but then you have the complaints. Of, oh, look at how much more difficult. Right. It'd so be- it, it's always you're always going to have those complaints. I mean, scheduling is always going to be uneven because you don't play every team once. Uh, you're always going to have those complaints. But I just I don't see any real value in divisions anymore. I just don't. Uh, I, I have for a long time. Yeah. Well- this wasn't always a complaint, though, right? Divisions. No, I mean it. It made things more simplistic, but as we've gone along, um, the value of the conference championship has gone down because the value of the number four or three or two or one spot in the college football playoff is all that matters. I mean, we basically shifted this whole thing where the only discussion that really matters in November is who's one through six, and does six have a real chance to get to four? And could four lose to somebody that they play the rest oh, of the way? Can't argue with that. It's not really ever. Oh man, how great would it be if these two teams went out and they play in the SEC championship game or the Big Twelve or you know whatever? That doesn't matter. People don't talk about that. They talk about the college football playoff. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the reality. I think is so. I think the sport right. has shifted. Yeah, the sport has definitely shifted. I, I don't. I would say 
I did enjoy the SEC championship game. You're an Alabama fan. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't an entertaining game. But 41 you're an Alabama right? fan. Was it a blowout? It was entertaining. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're specifically the subset of the team that won by 17 points. Sure. Of course. Of course um, you had a great time. Yeah, that, I mean, just in ter- I don't – I'm always – been that sort of college football fan who just likes to turn it on and watch games yeah like i liked i liked the fact that iowa played michigan for the big 10 title i thought that was it wasn't a good game it was a terrible game but it was it was i I thought the the matchup was kind of neat right see i still like that the only conference championship game that was like entertainingly good was the big 12 Hmm. and it came down to a last second right basically dive play defensive play whatever uh, otherwise, the ACC blowout, Big Ten blowout, SEC blowout, mm-hmm. Pac-12 blowout. See, there's different ways to look at these things. Like, okay, you can look at it as pure entertainment and and just block out the impact it has on how it affects the, the college football playoff. Right? It's hard for people to do that. Though, I know. I because know. everything is geared, and I mean, ESPN has shifted so much of the coverage to these are the four teams. Which is great because then they'll whine on the back end if no one seems to care See, about the rest of these games. But what I'm getting they're at, doing Chief, it to themselves. What I'm getting at is we're pretty far removed from all this in Nebraska, right? Well, yeah, because Nebraska is not a college football right. So we're team. far removed. Therefore, we are far removed. Therefore, I just enjoy the conference title games. I yeah. don't really think about ramifications. I just enjoy. Okay, I'm going to watch Georgia Alabama. Well, just think of what the conversation in this state uh, has been. Man, it'd be great if Nebraska could get to a bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, when you're not in the the conversation of playing in the college football playoff, then you probably do look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, but, Clemson I mean, fan would have a much different take than they wouldn't probably yeah. just say, oh, "I just like watching conference championship games" because they're impacted yeah. by it all. And it doesn't sound like they're going to get rid of the conference championship game. That's just where I come in at it. But the division thing that does feel like there's real momentum to to move on from those. Yep. And I'm I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm fine. I think I'm good with it. I I, I well I the, think it, I'm good. The benefit of not having divisions is if you if you still do have a conference championship game, you're going to have the best two teams in the conference for sure. Not yep. one team that would just didn't win the East because they weren't quite as good as as the other team, but, it but that's be still a, better than the West. It teams. could be a repeat game though, right? Yeah, possibly. That's, that can happen that, with That happens any time. Yeah, it can happen that, with That can happen any yeah. time. Yeah. A repeat. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But, so just, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, play it again. Yeah, because they're the people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> See, that's when Michigan the, State but, beats now, Michigan. Now, now, we got into something there, though. Think about that. The game is, yeah, if, it play sta- back to back game. if it stays in late November, yeah. <laughs> is that what we're talking that about? That would be pretty strange to have it played the back-to-back Michigan back State weeks. beat Michigan this past year. Right. Michigan State's beaten oh, Michigan. No, he's like, saying maybe, maybe back-to-back weeks, though. Well, no, I, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, when people immediately go to, well, you'll just get Ohio State-Michigan. Well, I don't I mean, know that, but it could happen. A lot of fans do that. Yeah. Michigan, this is the first conference title they've won, yep. the first division title they've right. won. They've routinely lost to at least two of Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State. Like, so I don't know that you're set up, and I understand it's coming off of their best season. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows if Jim Harbaugh is going to be their coach? Well, in me two and Jake weeks. had this discussion early, earlier in the show. He said he characterized Michigan as a beast, and I said I don't think they're a beast. They, they were. A beast. I feel like what, they, what are they labeled as full advantage of everything that happened for them this year to be in that spot. And I expect Ohio State to replace them next year. I do as well, but 
what, where are they in the echelon of the East, though, right now? Are, are they they're above oh. are they above Michigan State? Are they above Penn State still? I think they're right. Year? I mean, I I think they're right there fighting with Michigan State, Penn State, uh, and themselves as a yeah. number two team. Yeah, we don't, I don't have to. Bicker I don't think about it's a clear cut number two. <laughs> we don't have to bicker about this. I I just took issue with him putting Michigan in Ohio State's category. I'm like, they're not. They now, were for one year. Yes, they won the conference and they were in the playoff and they got walled. Yeah, like I don't call Michigan State a beast. You know, I. I mean, Michigan has yet to exhibit the consistency of a Wisconsin. There you go, Maybe Jake. Really that's where I'm coming from. That, Jake, that's where I'm coming from. Where Caleb Williams is going to go. Yeah, what do you th- what, Oh, yeah, let's yeah, get where, in there. Where are no, you what are you hearing that? on that, Yeah, Schaefer? what are you hearing I mean, Caleb Williams? I read the same thing everybody else. Caleb I'm Williams. Not, I'm not actively pursuing leads on where Caleb Williams is I'm not is either, going. except I talked to Parker about it. Caleb Williams <laughs> possibly <laughs> to... Wisconsin beat reporter Parker. <laughs> yeah, possibly to Wisconsin to, to pair with Braylon Allen seems very scary for the rest of the West. Yeah, I mean, that would be uh, Not bad. For that us. would be wild. It's it's really hard for me to imagine Paul Chris coaching Caleb Williams. Like, I just, I, it's, yeah. it's it, a it, mental it thing that I can't <laughs> quite get to. Right, who's her OC? And Is everybody, for, for everyone that's <laughs> like, guy. oh, well, Russell Wilson, like, yeah, I I understand what we think of Russell Wilson right now. I don't think that Russell Wilson had that much hype attached to him when he transferred to Wisconsin. I no, mean, he didn't. He no, was a well-regarded college quarterback. Yeah, I think he was a surprise with how well he was. I don't think was. that it was expected that he was going to be as good as he was, I let alone so end up being a Super Bowl champion quarterback. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with his NFL future, but I, I think he had a lot of expectations for college with Wisconsin. I think people thought Wisconsin was going to be good. I don't think they I mean, thought that he, they were going to be that. He was a third-round pick. So it wasn't like supposed to be a great pro. It wasn't a first-round pick. So I get that part. Right. I mean, if you go look at his seasons at NC State, it's not like he just lit things up there. He had very nice seasons. Um, Caleb Williams, you're talking about like a guy who's expected to be a superstar. I don't know that that was the same sort of thought process with Russell Wilson. I think it's a scary proposition because of oh, Bra- yeah. because of Braylon Allen. Sure. Now you have that that good offensive line, yeah, good defense. That offensive line was not that good. Not this year. It was young. They gave up a ton of sacks. Hmm. Is that, it is wasn't that up the, usually up to some their Some of it's Graham Mertz, okay. sure, but some of it's them, too. I mean, they're, you know, this was a year in which Wisconsin's offensive line was not to the standard that you But sort it's of typically expect. a really good offensive line. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they yeah. expect to bounce back to Tradition. good again yeah. next year. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, the question is, is, he, is Caleb, William, Caleb Williams using Wisconsin's leverage? Could be for nil leverage at USC, which I mean, would be a wise play. That's USC not a bad play. Desperately needs them, given that Jackson Dart is gone. Don't and if you miss out on Caleb Williams and Jackson Dart, and then I don't even know, I don't know what they got. I don't know what they got. I don't know what's left in the portal. But then again, you know, maybe they get Graham Mertz. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Trey, every what a great addition Trey. for USC to get Graham every, Mertz. Uh, every single time a quarterback goes somewhere, generally <clears throat> someone has to leave the room. To you know, it's just this like endless cycle. Mertz, what would you, what what? Yeah, Mertz? I, I think USC. There fans was a there was a former Graham co-host Mertz. of mine that was very interested in Graham Mertz and like where he could end up, and then wondered if Nebraska would be a uh, a good spot. No, that same not. person like Jack Cohn as well a lot too. Well. The same person has a lot of opinions yes, and, no, and no beard currently, <laughs> yeah. so I don't want to Beardless. speak of him. But. Right. Hey, um, Mertz 
in Lincoln? Mm. No, please no. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when he said it, I was like you. I sat He's, here just like, what are you? What? No. Where is this? Like Graham Mertz at Northwestern? Anywhere near sure. here. I could see Graham Mertz as a Northwestern quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Keep mad at Absolutely. Keep I, that, 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 that makes sense as a fit. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, the, the Caleb Williams <laughs> thing is provocative. That's a very provocative conversation. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. For the but... provocateurs, that is. Yeah, I go back. To, I water. go back to your. Like, it's it's weird to think of him playing for Paul Christ. Well, yeah, you get this the... big time player that it was just it's Lincoln Riley. Paul Christ is the is the opposite of Lincoln Riley. Well, in Madison, so, yeah. no Madison flash, seems all like boring. Very very yeah, different come... territory than you know Inglewood, where USC is basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. It is very different. We'll see where he ends up. No, no, no news yet. No, on Caleb that. Williams and, and in terms and, of where and, he's going. And we're not hearing anything about Harbaugh still. Harbaugh. No, I mean, it's still quiet in the NFL. I mean, this morning Nathaniel Hackett was hired by the Broncos as their head coach. Oh, um, why did I miss that? that was Nathaniel right, Hackett. Right That's up, not who I thought they were going to hire. No, I thought Dan Quinn would be the guy out there, yeah. or somebody else. Yeah, but as of like six twenty this morning, middle of the show, Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator was officially hired by the Broncos as their head coach. Hire? Hopefully Brian Flores. Bring no, him. come on. Who? I don't, I don't think you hire the guy you okay, fire. No, I'm hearing a lot of rumors today that it appears they're getting closer to hiring Brian Dable as their head coach. Oh, wow. Over the Giants. Yeah. The Giants might get Flores. Okay. Okay. Weird. Okay. Which I'd be jealous of. I'd, How would I'd you like feel about him. Brian Dable? I'd like Brian Flores more or... Jim Harbaugh, probably, or or definitely Sean Payton, who's not going to be coaching probably anywhere next year. Brian Dable is not the worst candidate, um, but he's not the best. Yeah, See, I, this fascinates me because if you asked me, like, the day that Mike Zimmer was fired, I would have told you Brian Dable was my number one choice. Like, who are the Vikings going to get? They, they hired a GM yesterday. Uh... D'Amico Ryans or Raheem Morris or Dan Quinn. You like those Raheem the, Morris. Those are the three that basically they've been linked to. And you like Raheem Morris. Yeah, because he coached both sides of the ball, and he, he's already failed as a head coach. I think that there's sometimes some advantage to someone who knows what went wrong the first time. He's been on Super Bowl contending teams Good since. Point. Like, I, I think there's real value in that. Good yeah, point. I think the rumor for a long time was that people thought the Broncos would hire Dan Quinn. They yeah. went with Hackett, so Dan Quinn now has a job opportunity out there. Maybe it's Miami, maybe it's... So, Minnesota, I think, really likes Dan Quinn, well, too. Like those those three defensive coordinators, Jake, essentially. how much do you know about that? You, you threw out that possibility of Rod, Aaron Rodgers going to take Indy. How much do you know about that? Well, I think, I think with Hackett going to the Packers, his offensive coordinator, that makes... Sorry, that makes the Broncos hack it going it, to the Broncos. It makes that a desirable place Wrong for Rodgers. Yes, but I just think how about how about, how about Rodgers? He, he it fits so well in Indianapolis for for Aaron Rodgers. Like think about that. They have a great running back. They got a great offensive line. The defense is respectable. I mean, Carson Wentz collapsed this year. That that team was good. Had a chance to make a run through the AFC, and they downright collapsed the last two weeks of the season against the Raiders and the Jags. I think he's going to end up on the Eagles. Whoa, whoa, Aaron whoa. Rodgers? Yeah. Whoa. You could trade Jalen Hurts, one of your 19 first-round picks, for Aaron Rodgers, the Packers. <coughs> they get do a quarterback that they picks. could still compete with right now with a team that, you know, has won 39 games in the regular season the last I, three years. It feels like a disaster waiting to happen with Rodgers and those fans in Philly. Well, 
I think he kind of fits. I mean, I, Pittsburgh works. <clears throat> Philadelphia works. Denver works. I think all of those. I don't know that the Colts have the cap space to be able to pull it off. You make cap space to get Aaron Rodgers. You find ways. <laughs> you still have to make your restructure contracts. You, you cut guys you don't need, and you find a way to get Aaron Rodgers. I'd like the Dolphins to get involved, but this segment went everywhere, two by the yeah, way. It'll keep it's going really places, did. too. Muskrats, Rodgers. Muskrats to Rodgers. Yeah, possum. You never know what you're going to get on Thursday. Both of them put out of their misery. <laughs> More next on Early Break on the Ticket.